last night for my kids' kindergarten orientation. The Spanish teacher implored us to have our kids bring Spanish home to us. I raise my hand and ask, isn't one home invasion enough? And don't you think sanctuary cities are encouraged? Lawlessness on crack? And doesn't one kid only mean your diaphragm is for walls after all? Plus, don't you think child separation can be a good thing? I mean, look how Jay-Z turned out. Plus, if Coco never got separated from his family, he never would have turned into a mini Los Lobos in the making. And how is voter ID racist again? Does Julio Silverblade the third from Washington Heights have to pass a sudden height requirement that I don't know about yet. Plus, without voter ID, how else can you tell MS-13 apart with all the shit on their face? American-made Spanish teacher says, who bust in this punta bitch from Texas? Succeed, pop, some beta blockers, and homeschool your kid then stay at home she male slayer comedian you make Beto O'Rourke come off as less beta bitchy in comparison one more wisecrack and I'll dox your ass to MS-13 in a New York minute comprende beta bitch you think getting pegged by a strap-on and your colo hurts? Try an Alamo full of MS-13 gangbangers, extras, and a remake of American Me. And Danny Trejo ain't saving your sorry macheted ass unless you sell your unvaccinated Pure blood, I'm assuming, for some estrogen shots and grow nicer tits than Lindsay Lohan, domestic dad bombing. Pack free zone, comedy record, one, three, four. Final one. Ah! Before the eventual box release that I plan on releasing. Before I'm famous, when I decided to do an Eagles move in reverse and call that box set, representing the grand total of 134 comedy records, totality of me. Holla! Hack free zone. Thank you! Very much. I'm at the supermarket. A kid two aisles over. Sounds like he's moaning on repeat on surround sound. Did I say? It sounds like MSNBC. Older Jewish lady in line in front of me laughs long time and adds, it could be CNN too. I say, just for you, this is an impersonation of Chris Matthews sexually harassing a new chesty intern from Yentebreath Country. 
in Long Island for MSNBC. Eating out Maddow counts as your lunch break, babe. Hack-free zone here. Holla! Unfortunately, I would like to say that's a holla for old school Howard, who inspired the MSNBC. But these days, he is nothing more than weird, weak, woke, has been Howard. Holla! Hack free zone, because he'll never speak out against the deadly clot shots. Because then, Weird Week Howard won't be invited back to Jimmy Kimmel's house for any more two-bite chicken parm dinners. Hack-free zone. Holla! This one's for you, Artie. Thank you! Very much! Next, I make some more small talk. Do you fry up your kosher salami or eat it by itself? She says, sometimes both. I say, then you'll be interested in my new book, The Koshitarian Comedians, which is about my commitment to not half-ass tukasing my koshitarian diet like my parents did when Stu Leonard's moved to town and offered lump jumbo shrimp platters under 18 bucks a pop, which was impossible to resist, like my younger brother rushing out to see Apocalypto opening weekend to prove his evolved Sunday bacon Jew cred. She says, you better not make fun of your grandmother in it. I say, I don't. But in another book I wrote, Waste of Height, really short stories, I wrote a story about my grandfather using his rocket scientist background to hack my grandma's barely edible sponge cake prior in detail leap for Murray Crocker, which ends with me proclaiming how his top secret recipe for his sponge cake was so good, Hitler would have called off the Holocaust for it. And I don't make fun of my grandmother for washing out the door on a Friday night with my grandpa to inhale more mushu pork while leaving my latchkey dad home alone again because what's the point of living in Queens near Manhattan if you're not going to pay the Chinese to serve you processed Lassie and duck sauce when you get all the stale fortune cookies you can eat? Especially today that read Netflix comedy specials will beat the death of comedy in 2022. The new normal are CCP citing hack comedians going viral. Every hack breath comic today sounds like a punch-free Bill Burr. Trump bashing is a safe space for zero-ball eunuch comics would rather make light of persecuted MAGA country Americans than dumb fuck liberal lightweight intellectuals who willingly poison themselves with the clod shot, especially the older ones, to prove how Baby boomer arrogance never dies. East Coast elitist hack syndrome included. While never showcasing a smidgen of balls to admit that they voted for hair sniffer or think that their pathetic judge of character 
matters much anymore. Hack free zone. Holla! Thank you! Very much. Who's hiring? Funeral homes? You don't say, LinkedIn. But I thought the clot shots work more than COVID truth or comedians. I could become a well-paid eulogy ghostwriter. After all, I'm beginning to like the makings of this screenplay. The eulogy ghostwriter, Alan Ball. Who do I got to blow that doesn't have monkeypox? on the board of directors of Netflix yet to pitch my movie to David Geffen on his yacht in St. Bart's this winter while socially distancing myself more Hanukkah time blues. Mr. Geffen, the eulogy ghostwriter is Trumbo for a motive thought impaired Twitter twat nation. I want Vince Vaughn to play me as the eulogy ghostwriter. Joan Rivers' daughter to play the out-of-work makeup artist turned mortician. Because girls don't dress up anymore. And Andrew Dice Clay could play her funeral director dad who constantly makes fun of his daughter's fucked up face. And says, that batshit crazy governor of New York who looks like Delta Burke's insane sister who survived getting electrocuted to death in a Stephen King novel for forsaking to say grace at the Judd's house for Christmas looks less batshit crazy than your face. Was your plastic surgeon barely finished with his residency with the Nip Tuck Institute in Wuhan or what? And I thought Margaret Cho had a squinting problem with the house lights on at Catch a Squinting Star. I can't think no more! Dice Liz. Hack-free zone. Thank you very much. I could get into Margaret Cho being my reflexology therapist these days because I'm against supporting underage sex trafficking. And we all know, catch, a squinting star wasn't yanked off the boat yesterday. Bob Kraft. I fucked them. Oh, I can't take no more. Eulogy Ghostwriter lives. Hack free zone. Holla! Thank you very much. Remember when the lights went out and the Statue of Liberty after de Blasio forgot to pay the Connet bill on time again? Was de Blasio in- disinvited? From the 9-11 ceremony by Mayor Adams, or was Putt's breath social distancing himself from any veneer of Menchi integrity again? Just another day in the dumps for old de Blas, just to play it safe. Mayor Adams calls security detail. I don't want fucking Big Bird anywhere near ground zero today. That cracker ass bird got five inches on me? Easy. My homies... Can't see his pompous ass beak looking down on me with his fag hag lesbo wife by his side. I'm plumbing new tights trim on the regular yo. I got 99 problems for bowling. As a bang happy mayor at the club isn't one. But we're supposed to believe garlic breath? 
converted Nati Dread Snatch, and Bob Marley believed in late-term abortion on demand. Doesn't Putz Face, De Blasio, eat pizza with a fork and knife? So going down on his Park Slope coffee shop, Lesbo wife without a Nappy Dread mask on with such sudden, reckless abandon is a real plausible theory to digest. Putz and a half lives. Hack free zone. Holla! Thank you very much. What's worse than a canned eulogy? Besides, a misspelled text from your mother on Father's Day, a day in advance, which kills off any illusions of being anything more than the sloppy second son in her eyes. Especially when mom's text reads, Happy Mama's Boy Day. You text back to mom. But, mom, your preferred favorite never gave you three fuss-free grandchildren. All he did was get dad addicted to Ambien because he makes Hunter Biden come off as a slacker underachiever. In comparison, so he has nothing to do with Father's Day unless he knocked up some stripper that wants to pump his inheritance for all it's worth. So try showing me even a smidgen amount of respect by taking two seconds to proofread your text before sending me any more fruity and slips in your preferred son's honor on Father's Day again. Unless you want to be passive-aggressive about cementing my sloppy second son status since I launched a comedy podcast and came out to the world as a stay-at-home shemale slayer comedian. I get it, though, Mom. You prefer to have more forms of Jonathan in your life as much as humanly possible. Freudian son slip slights live. In my heart, regardless of them being fully imagined or not. Holla! Thanks for my funny-filled writing imagination, Lord. Very, very much. Less is less. It's weird being taller than my dad, especially when he's constantly trying to make me feel less than I am while doing his best to chip away at my surging self-esteem, one offensive slight at a time. So you didn't get into the writing fellowship with Nickelodeon based on the meh strength of your American dad, spec script, death of an astronaut, whatever that means. How many years ago was that already? Apparently, you weren't good enough. You do remember taking five hours to complete your untimed SAT. By the time you finish your math section alone, your Hebrew name was up for judicial review. And your smaller, far brainier Jewish friends already declared their bio majors sophomore year in college at Washington University. What's weirder is when your dad adopts that same measured, ball tickle free emoji love when discussing future prospects regarding your own son's future basketball career. Well, You'll find out soon enough if he's a mediocre talent or not. Let's just hope he doesn't turn into a waste of height like yourself.
who would get his knock-kneed putsy knees stuck in trees if he possessed the coordination and agility to climb past two knots on the ropes in elementary school or manage to sit Indian style without tipping over like a wheelbarrow full of your putsy DNA with the missing wheels on it. How do I handle my dad trying to turn on my mojo rising since I started to pursue Lafayette love with such breathless fury almost 14 years ago? I forgive him because he most likely blames my unplanned birth, I'm assuming, Pinot Grease Baby, for his accelerated baldness in his 20s when he wasn't making bank as a VP of sales until he turned 40 in Union, New Jersey, just yet. Plus, my grandfather, my dad's dad, wasn't the warm and fuzzy type either, who called my father a moron while tutoring him in calculus. And my father is good enough with numbers to help bang out our mortgage in Westchester County growing up based on his poker winnings alone. And I still count my fingers for simple arithmetic and have to Google how many zeros are in a trillion. Daughter says, are you financially illiterate, Daddy? Is that why you call yourself a degenerate, half-heap, crazy Jew? Because you have to ask Alexa how many zeros are in a trillion? And I say, I told Papa to invest in Google when it first became available. Plus, I predicted that Trumpy Poo would beat Hillary. Hammer time kind of goes by a Patriot-made landslide. Plus, comedians excel at making unseen connections. So I'm better at connecting dots than most, and I know how to predict winning bets. Daughter says, is that why you decided to triple down on being you and decided to write three more books after Mommy said that you're on the verge of Homelessness, if you plowed forward to write even one, especially if you give me the common cold through COVID, I say, I'm just doing my best to get paid for doing me, like Kevin Smith recommends. And like my favorite Peloton riding instructor, Olivia says, whatever you're doing now is a stepping stone to better things in your life, like scoring book publishing deals for all three of my new Laugh Yanker generating books, such as Waste to Height, really short stories. United We Laugh, and Kosher Comedians, with only two more last-minute chapter editions to go. Vacation from Kosher and In Mosey's Dream. Can I get a holla for plugging ultra-punchy, shtick-heavy books long time, all the time? Then we can celebrate each huge win by taking you and your two brothers out to the big city to celebrate in style. Daughter says... You celebrate with me first, Daddy, especially after you score a publishing deal for Waste to Height, really short stories. Without me around to look after my brothers, you'd be screwed, Daddy. I say, that's what Bacherits are for. Now, do your French homework and Google Eric Romer films we can start watching together over your morning smoothies once we're done watching the second season of Never Have I Ever. Thought I'd love my year without beer as much as this. I want you to speak French beautifully, so you can start ordering me first growth burgundies when we celebrate your 13th birthday in France, ooh la la, supreme, without daddy getting any hate speech stares in the process, because I have to defer to my daughter for ordering in high-end French only. Daughter says, no problem, do it all, dad. Can't wait for you to prove how you're the best of the rest, and why less is less. And do it all, dad, don't play that. Thanks for inspiring me to continue practice doing me all the way, Daddy. Very, very much. I said very three times 
in honor of each book wildly succeeding. Not that you need it, but less is less. And you deserve the world, Dottie. And all its cake, too. Especially now that you're not drinking beer anymore. And on the Peloton. Falling in love with GNR writing playlists with Olivia on your mind. Who does look like a prettier version of your old girlfriend, Summer, Daddy. What? You're not the only one who can make unseen connections over here. You nickname me Billion Dollar Brain at 10 years old for a reason. Remember? Hey, Daddy. Remember when I found the pile of colored cue cards in your dash door? They had all these printed out sweet messages cut out and glued on by mommy when she was still into you that had cute stickers on them. One of them said, I love how you kiss Blondie. Who's Blondie again? And I say, easier on the eyes than the Ramones? Next question. Creeper Tuesdays. I don't like my brother calling Bob Seeger a god because he gets paid to operate a forklift while running on weed oils with earbuds on for a living, which taints his entire musical library for me. Which reminds me of the time my brother left a used condom on our old white leather couch, despite me specifying prior, don't swipe any skanky-ass puss over at our house the one weekend I have away from the kids to get some work done. I understand you need to feel important, like Hunter Biden, since he gave a blow for blow painting, but refrain from being next-level sketchy for a change. Like asking to be excused from a barbecue with my kids to pick up some pain relief aspirin at the local pharmacia in Dutchess County on a Sunday, my chest while disappearing in and out of Requiem for a Dream, Team Oxy? Thanks. But back to Bob Seeger. I'd ask Alexa to play still the same every time I got a new piece published by the Good Man Project before my editor told me that my last submission would give her boss a heart attack, which included a scene where Rob Van Zandt from Leonard Skinner turns Neil Young into his Canadian cunt in the can and says, More shrieking, Young, like you're whipped on an anti-vax man. Natural immunity can survive. Hank Williams Jr. lives. Holla! This is for Kid Rock Country, y'all. Thank you very much. So I love me some Bob Seger, too. I stop at calling him a god because he sold the rights to his song Like a Rock to the Ford Company, knowing how Henry Ford is the only American name drop in Mein Kampf, who he viewed as a model citizen because he wrote a newsletter that blamed the Jews for controlling the Federal Reserve and all the banks in the North Pole, too. So, bro, keep clean from the heroin pills for your pain management issues. For an extended stretch of time, or show a modicum of remorse for making mom break out into a perpetual case of canker sores, and I'll give a shit about your Kid Rock country siding soul. Deal? Bob Seeger is a god. You'd think my brother was working the assembly line for Ford's new line of plug-in Ford Explorers called Master Race Machines. And this is me interviewing Watson Computer, my Paws Daddy podcast formerly known as the Doodle Daddy or Podcast. Watson, do you know that you're named after Dr. Watson 
who invented tracking technology for the crop breath Nazis that made it easier to detect Jewish ancestry whenever they sported the ants eater schnauzer look between the legs instead. Watson computer says, no shit, Sherlock. Pack free zone. Ha! Thank you very much. Hitler even had a portrait of Henry Ford in his office. He put a swastika pin on his lapel. Despite the swastika looking like two stick figures doing a 69 on a seesaw. Hitler called Henry Ford an inspiration. Adding, fucking Christ killing Jews are the root of all evil. Especially those descendants of Don Rickles who heckled the feckless, highly impressionable Roman guards into crucifying Jesus to death. Ford even received the highest medal in Nazi Germany, called the Grand Cross German Eagle, with a mustache on it. Ford wanted to wear it around his neck for the company Christmas party until his wife said, you look like a Dago clown with that thing on. Charlie Chaplin is getting invited to Hearst Castle, and you're not. Get over it already. Bribe some Jewish writers from Hearst newspapers to write your international Jew column for you if you crave the Jewish media's embrace so much. Aren't money hoarding, aren't money hoarding parasitical worms, their spirit animals anyway? So get that god ugly necklace off and make me a French martini with an orange rind twist. Somebody has to add some color to this relationship. And dressing up like Woodrow Wilson for Halloween doesn't count. Trumpism lives. Hack free zone in my case. Holla! Thank you very much. Is there anything Hitler didn't culturally appropriate? First, it's a SWAT sticker, which was formerly a Hindu symbol for anal herpes karma. So that was actually quite on the nose, really. (laughs) Then he culturally appropriates Chaplin's stash, despite it failing to hide his herpes sores, which flared up his desire to annihilate any non-crowd breath since his father called his decision to pursue art as a profession as too ambitious before adding, and you're not even a speed freak hooked on crystal meth yet, who's softer than German pound cake. Plus, Hitler's master race theory was totally pulled straight from the eugenics playbook written by the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, and Planned Parenthood has deflated more hoop dreams than the NCAA instituting a no-dunk rule because Kareem made Indiana centers look whiter than white man's disease. But back to Bob Seger. You could accuse the heartland rock god as the king of pedo-friendly lyricism on his album Night Moves when he sings. Come see your papa if you need a pacifier. Then Motormouth Bob sounds like Christmas came early when he sings, Call me anytime. I'll try to be your pacifier. If you feel like a horse blazing at the bit, it's because I knocked out your fucking teeth because you chomped down too hard on my carrot stick. Next morning, little girl blue asked daddy, why didn't the tooth fairy Hook me up with a whole lot of Bitcoin under my digital wallet pillow last night. Is the tooth fairy 
another cheapskate queen like Lou Reed, father, still drunk on fire, water, hell, screams, the rock slapped in for a change. All right, where's your friend Jenny? Is she hanging out with Gump again? Unlike you, she's got good Southern etiquette. And does it mouth off and talk with her mouth full of more bait? Seasoned shrimp next time your cousin Billy Bob pays a visit. Truly tasteless jokes about incest, cousin fucking, and pedo, punctuated, lyricism, live, hack-free zone. Holla! Thank you very much! But in Bob Seeger's defense, he only comes across as a harmless peeping Tom loser in the song Main Street, who can't even get his courage up to enter the strip club, let alone offer to tip the DJ a crisp 20 spot for playing the 22-minute version of Whipping Post from the Fillmore East by the Allman Brothers Band, so Seeger could get the most bang out of their one-song per dance policy on Creeper Tuesdays. Instead, all Seeger does in the song Main Street is creep on the So Young and Sweet Stripper by washing her through the glass to the smoky live beat. Seeger should have renamed that song Blue Balls on Main Street. But let's talk about how great St. Louis Cardinal fans are. Cardinals Nation gave Mark McGuire consistent standing ovations during his initial zero for 28 slump at the plate after they traded for him midseason, not knowing if he'd re-sign with them in the offseason after his contract was up. Yankee fans would have been raiding the closet for more Energizer batteries to pelt at his Pez dispenser head while being hyped on more shitty coke from Washington Heights. He's only 6'5". Pops is right. I really am a waste of height. Can I get a holla for Hack Free Zone? Pops, I forgive you. This one's for you too. Holla! Thank you! For making me funnier than most. Because my funny Jew bone doesn't come from mom, obviously. <laughs> and thank you all, SoundCloud and WordPress, for making this the most glorious comedic run a man could ask for. Holla! Hack Free Zone. Thank you! Very, very much.